Pints and Vibes Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Vibes Podcast. Tights and Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Blackpool Combat Lub, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation. Who's your ratty? Danielle Radford. That's right. Ow. Purr. And who is she? She is Lindsay. I don't know. <laughs> Lindsay Kelk. I, How close was I? I liked On it. a scale of one to ten. It was pretty good. That was like, a, I'd probably say a solid eight. I yeah. liked it. Really? My cat liked it so much he came in to visit. So the punctuation did a lot of work there. I think to, to guide you along. I, no, 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 I will take credit for this. Listen, if you've been watching wrestling for almost forty years, as I have, you know the general flow of a wrestling <laughs> intro song. Even yeah, if you've maybe heard it once, but probably haven't heard it at all. Lindsay, welcome back. Hello. You have a cat. I have a cat who is so excited about wrestling this week. He cannot stay away despite being shut out of the room. How did he open the door, Hal? Through the love of wrestling. It gave him the power. <laughs> That's what I know. I always knew Anderson was like a magic. Oh, he's kitty. such a yeah. mark. Anderson is here. Yep. That's very exciting. Even more exciting <laughs> is if you're hearing this on release day, it is Danielle's birthday. Woo! So you can now pause. And shout happy birthday into the void. Welcome back. <laughs> happy birthday. Sweet, sweet happy birthday. That's what Anderson was I really here for. <laughs> I am an age. And if you know enough about me, you know that there's a way that you could look up what age I am. But I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to make you work for it. It's none of anybody's business what age you are, just that you should be celebrated. That's all. Thank you. Today and every day. Oh, Halbert. You get all the stuffing. (laughs) You get all of the stuffing and all of the Dagwoods that I can find. You know, something's wrong with me because you bring that up and I keep thinking I should make stuffing sometime soon. I might make it this week. It is 100... It is 115 goddamn degrees out here, and I keep having soup. But it's September, Hal. It's stuffing season. It's stuffing season. Summer Mm. is over. Mm -hmm. There are only three seasons now. As we know, there is spooky season. There is the holidays, Uh and there's pride. We're officially in September 1st. It's officially spooky season. So I think that also counts as stuffing season. I say go for it. I agree. Great. It's going to happen. I'll eat it outside. There you go. I, you know what? I won't even. I'll do one of those things like how people make eggs. I'll put it all together and then I'll just sit it out in a pot on my porch. Perfect. And it will slowly. Uh, no, I, my father said it's not a porch, it's a patio. Oh, there you go. It's a porch. Ooh. I'm not sitting there playing the banjo on my rocking chair with a lemonade. <laughs> but, okay, you but, could, you could. but you could. But you could. I could if I wanted to. But that's all I can think about now. (laughs) I can do the guitar part a little bit. A little bit I can. I like it. Well, this has been just such a big week for wrestling. Before we jump into stuff that happened, let's see what made everybody happy this week. Danielle, birthday girl. Birthday girl opens her presents first. (laughs) You open your presents first, birthday girl. (laughs) What, Um, what, uh, What made you happy this week? So Rhea Ripley has just been sunning Dominic. And it has been amazing. 
It's been yeah. amazing. I believe this week she made him submit, right? This wasn't one of those ones where she yeah. threw him around. No, she was like a SeaWorld trainer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, she's clearly the leader of that faction. Am I correct? Totally, totally. Yeah. She comes out last. She stands yeah. in the middle. The camera follows her to the ring. She is the leader of the <laughs> faction, and we love that. Great promo by them this week. Great promo by all three. Edge, we saw that you're here. So why don't you come down to the ring? Because I will happily smash what is left of your manhood. It almost makes me wish that Hit Row was at a higher place or feud between them makes sense. Because you know you want to see it. But on the other hand, it's like, I don't want her to go after B because that's not a fair fight. Yeah, no, she'll murder her dad. I, I love I love you on the mic. I love everything about you. I'm not putting her against anyone other than Top Dollar. <laughs> Everything else is not a fair. That is a yeah. That's a wonderful thing, and especially her coming back after having dealt with some health issues and coming back strong. Ah, just fantastic. Yeah, she looks like a like a billion bucks and ready to take on all three of them. Like, what a great character moment. Yeah, yeah. That she doesn't back down from the three of them. She's ready to (laughs) try to take them all on. Take on two surefire Hall of Famers and that that kid that brought a console from you several years ago (laughs) in the ring. Like, no fear. They had to pull her out. Great character moment. (laughs) Can I be the stuffing in this part? I'm going to be in the middle of the stuffing because I love... (laughs) Technically, if you're in the middle, you're the one getting stuffed. Go ahead. Stuff me up. Yes. All right. That's me. Halbert. Like, nobody really is saying positive stuff about Corey Graves, and that's fine. However... (laughs) Him him making a reference during the Alpha Academy match on Raw, saying uh, basically saying this is the worst thing Otis uh, – the only thing Otis has done is steal Pee Wee Herman's bike was such a good specific dig and reference that I appreciated because he does look a little bit like the actor who played Francis in Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure. He does. The whole Alpha Academy – Gable and Kurt yeah. Angle in the ring. It's like a that that right there is like a um. It's like a you almost expect that to be a Pat McAfee reference. Yes. Or it feels yeah, very Pat I'm McAfee. no Graves fan McAfee. as we know, but I will say he a couple of times over the last couple of weeks I have laughed out loud. I think last week's episode he was bickering with Byron about something, and then he just sort of just relevant to nothing to I should punch you in the throat but just really quietly and completely flat and like completely deadpan and I laughed my ass off it was just it was just very funny delivery and I do feel like you can tell on the commentary they've been let loose everyone yes yes and it feels like they are doing just stronger work but like looser work it feels more natural yeah this is some of the best Michael Cole that I've heard in fucking decades totally yes has it been decades or does it just feel like it's been decades? No, it has been. Yeah. It has yeah. been decades. It's, it's both things. Two things can be true. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, yeah. But what a week. Just how was it? Just, everything was great. Can it stop being great? Can everything stop being amazing? What made you the happiest? What was, or not the, you know, it was, we're not putting things over yet, but what was something that made you very so happy? We, I was on holiday. I was on vacation this week and I, we were in Hawaii. Jeff and I were in the big island um, in Hawaii. And we still watched Raw and SmackDown. That's <laughs> Which how good is it like, is. what? Thanks to the, yeah. the sanctity of the group chat, I knew something had happened at Raw, but I didn't know what that something was. When Johnny Gargano's <laughs> fucking music hit, and I lost my goddamn mind. Thank God we were staying in like a hostel type place where we had our own little 
area and no one was around us because if we'd been in like the fancy hotel we were at the end of the vacation people would have complained at the noise i made the squealing and the yelling and the fuck off uh very very loudly (laughs) i lost my tiny mind you guys johnny gargano is back in wwe rebel heart just hits and it's so interesting watching the audience as they slowly are like oh oh is this happening this is happening (laughs) and like just watching that i was like i was like standing up i'm like jumping on my bed which i shouldn't do and i am an old lady now and so i'm like having the best time i love johnny wrestling so incredibly much and i am hopeful that this also paints a path for candace to come back because you know trips is very much about keeping the families together and i want to know what the daycare situation is like at wwe now that you do have so many women who have given birth or are like on their way to giving birth or like whatever like at this point you gotta have a daycare right they could share someone with becky you know like you could share yeah you could share oh nanny share I want that so bad. <laughs> Wrestling babies making my dreams come true. <laughs> as fun as it would be to imagine them all in a in a playpen that looks like a ring. Yeah. When the ring is kind of weird and you wish that you were there. <laughs> Look, unless unless you're the uh, Miz and Maurice and you have you have your mother slash mother in law yeah. there to help out, you've probably hired a, an au pair. Yeah, but hasn't yeah. Becky said that Seth's parents? I think are very active with her childcare also which is you know nice to have oh i'm sure but yeah now <laughs> yeah, i'm just you, obsessed with the idea of there being a wrestling ring shaped playpen with triple h just <sighs> leaning back every so often just to rock rock the seat you know like he's just at, oh my god he's at the monitor and then he just For reaches sure. one oh arm behind him and just rocks rocks the cradle and then carries on he's totally nanny yeah triple h is nanny he's nanny yeah yes nanny yes trips <laughs> it's it was perfect he wears those long striped socks have you ever seen his socks we don't know that he doesn't (laughs) Uh, uh, yes they're those socks exactly they're probably compression socks because you know (laughs) but that's important that's important even to pair him up with austin theory it's like austin theories that's not how you would have done it before he's not an established old school guy surely before they send you out against you know, the biggest dog in the yard or like the oldest, most established guy. And it's like, no, we're going to assume that people know. We're going to trust people yep. to know that there's a thing here. And if they don't know, they do hate this guy anyway. So it works on both <laughs> levels. <laughs> like, let him kick this guy in the face. Mm-hmm. When you let people talk, you get to establish yep. storylines. Yeah. So you have the benefit, number one, of having stories up and down, up and down the yep. roster. Yes. And- from the lowest part to the highest part. So there's something going on for maybe not everybody, but certainly a lot more than we had before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed at how everything is balanced. Yeah. You don't have to have a match or a full promo segment every week to keep something going. No. You know, there, there's a mm. lot of light touch stuff happening that I think is really has the potential yeah. to really benefit mm-hmm. them down the line when they either want to create new stories or come back to things. That's And to do that... It's it's one thing to do it with one story long term. It's another thing to juggle that many things at once on two different shows with two separate rosters. And I really like I'm happy to push Alpha Academy all, all the way day. to the moon. I think Chad Gable is a, is an absolute star. Mm. He's not on every single week or featured every single week, right. but the weeks he's not there 
I don't feel like he's been dropped. Yeah. It's, no. Everybody comes out when they're supposed to. Everybody, it's just, it's really, really, really impressive. Yeah. And it makes me mm. want to watch Clash at the Castle, which might have been something I would oh, have otherwise Tesla, yeah. sort of. Oh, it was sort totally, of. It totally yeah, would have been rubbed a, through. I'll watch it, but I'll yeah. watch it later. No, and smart. the best example of this is going to be something that we talk about um, during the main yeah. event. It's just a- absolutely. Well, well, let's talk about what might have been a misstep in some people's eyes. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to talk about it. And I, I'm really aware that, I, you know, I'm a WWE person. I always have been. That's what I grew up with. That's what right. I like. I've given other rival promotions a chance. And I've and I reached a point where I kind of have to walk away and just find, like, if there's something that's must watch, I'll go check it out. But other than that, I, I personally don't give my attention to it. So I don't want to take the same tack of trying to explain away everything that people don't like or people criticize. Right. The idea of having Raquel Gonzalez and and Aaliyah win the women's tag title seems odd because you've been essentially setting up that it's going to be Dakota Kai and Io Sky. However, if Sasha and Naomi are coming back that the money is in a feud between those two teams. So to have a transitional champion that one of them takes it off of, of, I don't know what the, what the idea is there. I'm also okay to give somebody a try. Like I was not anti the gender Mahal title run. I'm anti mm. how they booked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was booked incredibly poorly. Yes. But I thought it was interesting. Like let give people a chance at the top. Let's see how they do. Raquel Gonzalez can do it. Aaliyah has had seven yes. or eight years in the company. And, you know, we were talking about, you mentioned this, Danielle, this maybe is her, do you think this is her sink or swim moment? I think it has to be. I think that it's at this point, you know, we keep talking about like, hey, give people the ball, let them run with it, and it's either going to work or it's not going to work. She has been around for eight years. And one of the first ways where we were introduced to her was in that like um, NXT kind of behind the scenes show, which is basically just her disappointing William Regal for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and that's like the way that we're introduced to her, really. Breaking ground. And this was, <laughs> yeah, breaking ground. The same place where, again, I, I can't stress it enough, Baron Corbin is just sitting there eating a bowl, like eating the Chipotle bowl while he is getting like, just uh, 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 mocked yeah. by Mojo Riley. I don't know why I'm not champion, says this grump- <laughs> the grumpy, stroppy baby every day. Yes. And everyone then goes, Amazing. immediately looks to camera and says, because he's an asshole and we all hate him. And it's, it's, yes. If you haven't watched Breaking Ground, please go do it. It's even more relevant to. right now than it ever it's has really been. Good. <laughs> At a certain point, it's like, she has been around, you got to fish or cut bait. And I don't think it's fair to cut someone who has been around that long clearly they see some potential in her without giving her the opportunity to step up in the same way that like hey Liv Morgan was given the opportunity to step up and she did is she like my favorite on the women's roster no was I happy that she won yes and that's the important part and so with this this is a great opportunity for them first of all they already have that like built-in thing of Dakota being like, hey, but like, no, this wasn't fair. I wasn't the legal person. Yeah. So they've already got that feud set up. If what is going to happen is what we think is going to happen, Sasha and Naomi come back either at Clash or on Monday. If it was me, I would put him back on Monday, probably. Have them come back. Now it's like this interesting three thing, right? Because there's also the Bailey of it all when it comes to EO and um, Dakota. So... Yeah, for Aaliyah, it is really, I want to see her have the opportunity to 
rise above my expectations. I want to see her brass ring, big balls, whatever the thing is that we say. I want her to get that chance before they decide that either it's time to repackage her because that, that would be what would happen next is you got to repackage her. And then the next thing after that, if that doesn't work, then you're gone. I don't want anyone to lose their job. I want people to have the chance to like razzle dazzle and wow me. And for everyone that you've ever loved, there was a moment where it was a risk to put them where they were. And either they had it or they didn't. And so it's time to see if she has it. And I'm not going to complain about that because we keep saying that we want these wrestling companies to build new stars. How do you think that Mm -hmm. happens? We know that this is a transitional champ, but give them a shot. Give them a couple weeks. What does it hurt? It it made perfect sense to me. Also, in lieu of a women's mid-card belt, you have these tag team champions right now to test out some new talent. When you looked at the Clash in the Castle card, it also makes sense because it doesn't seem to make sense to have EO Dakota be champions in that three-man tag match against Bianca, Oscar, and Alexa Bliss. Because so like, well, if one mm-hmm. side has the main belt and one side has the tag belts, I kind of want to see an all, in, all or nothing match where it's like winner takes all. And you're not going to do that at Clash of the Castle. Also, I don't think Dakota and EO need them. I don't think they need the tag belts. I'm much happier to see them on Raquel and Aaliyah. I think the whole tournament was treated with such respect. It was made to feel important every single week, which whether you think they are ready or worthy of a championship, it makes them feel important. And as we know, like sometimes the championship makes the wrestler and sometimes the wrestler makes the championship. And I think this is one of those examples where they're hoping that putting belts on them will push them up will give them a boost mm-hmm. Dakota and Io they don't need it they just look different they feel different they look like superstars when they walk out Dakota pops off the fucking screen right now I don't know Ooh. what she's doing differently yeah. apart from her hair but she literally looks like <laughs> a Barbie doll but like in a good way you know like she looks like a superhero she looks like she's not real mm-hmm. and I think it would have yeah. been a mistake to give them the tags Right. Well, and again, and, and it depends on what, what happens next, but it's also like they're coming off of this streak of everybody popping for their return. Yeah. So why give them this now instead of like, okay, well, now maybe it's cooling off a little bit because their coming back isn't as fresh. Then if you're going to give them the belts, that's when you do it yeah. to like keep them at that Plus level. Plus the asshole heels. I want to see them beating people down. I don't want to see them with belts. I do. There is a fine line between... I didn't get what I expected to happen. Yes. And I'm disappointed. And anything can happen on this show and anybody can beat anybody. I don't know which side this is on. I really don't. I agree. As soon as I saw it happen, I was like, this feels like a transitional move. You know, like you pointed out, it doesn't make sense to have the belts on them for Clash for Clash of the Castle because they're already otherwise engaged. Yeah. But now they can still stake a claim afterwards. And that's something that they can they can carry with them. So, you again, you're creating an unexpected outcome. You're also laying foundation for, for a return match. Yeah. And the return match, I would say most likely they'll win. And then you can, maybe then that's when you, you hit the Sasha and Naomi. Maybe it makes more sense to mm-hmm. do it that way. Because they're going to have to be returning heroes. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And then you can just play keep away for a couple months before they... They get the belt at survive. They, you know, they get the belts at Survivor Series or or wherever. However, they decide to do that. Yeah. But still, it's 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 exciting. Who knows what's going to happen? 
I think Gunther and Sheamus is going to be a really good Hoss fight. The, their promo segment was Hoss, fascinating Hoss, watching Hoss. them in a stare down. As, <laughs> big boy season. As chaos is happening around them. That's the other season, Lindsay. It's big boy. <laughs> Spooky Let's big boy create season. moments. Let's create story moments that tell us who each of these characters are. Yep. We yeah. get that. We see why they're a good match. The video packages have been really, really strong. Not only for, for Sheamus, uh, but also... For Drew McIntyre, like his video packages have been great. And it's such like returning hero energy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's also beaten the hell up energy. Like, have you seen that man's back? (laughs) Have you seen that man's back? That looks sore. That looked a little bit sore. (laughs) <laughs> kind of wish I hadn't, but I'm also a baby. Yeah, no, I was like, oh, you <laughs> need to get baby. some get some uh, astringent on that, son. Some nice arnica gel. Yeah, uh, maybe lie on a uh-huh. cooling pad. Uh, like maybe don't wrestle this weekend. Yeah. Oh, the moment they yeah. the moment they attacked him, I will. I, I mean, it's become a catchphrase now. Danielle, just so you know, but I was merrily just sat screaming, a bitch loves a kendo stick, uh, which again is why I should have been should have been removed from my hotel. Um, but I, what can I say? A bitch loves a kendo stick. But that bitch loves a kendo wow, stick. Wow, that guy got beaten the hell up. And it made me really excited for the match. It's made me way more excited for the Clash at the Castle. Again, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pumped for it. Everything on it, yeah. wall to wall, I'm into it. They've even made me care about carrying cross for fuck's sake. Yeah, Worlds Collide looks interesting. Yeah, Worlds Collide, I'm, I'm going to watch it. That has been a great yeah. character build. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, Worlds it. Collide looks great. But, if, you know, like we talk a lot about WWE. Obviously, there's a lot of heat there because... You have Johnny Gargano coming back. You have the wim- the prominence of the women's division. Mm-hmm. There's a new girl in town tossing her hat in the air and putting her stamp on, on WWE creative and talent relations and <laughs> really reshaping the show. But he's gonna make it after all. There is another major promotion in, in the United States, that being All Elite Wrestling. And news there, too. We have Punk Moxley. They're back cutting promos. But I want to start with... I feel like we rag on AEW a lot. I've forced Lindsay. Um, just um, <laughs> like there's a thing called exposure therapy. Yeah. That's a way that yeah. you work specifically with OCD people. Like they have yeah. a habit they can't break out of. So you go like, oh, you don't. I'm going to put you in a situation that spikes your anxiety. And then over time, you go as you're exposed to it over and over again. The anxiety yeah. goes down. That's going to make me relive my trauma until the trauma no longer has any power over me. <laughs> it's like when you have a peanut allergy and they're like, hey, like just have a little bit of peanut until your body. Here's why I'm a pioneer. I do reverse <laughs> exposure therapy where I take Lindsay who's going, it's probably fine. They're going to get better. And I expose her over and over again and spike her anxiety until it grows and grows and grows. And then she's like, hey, they're fucking up. But we, until we I say, about please, can we lot. stop doing the same segment every week where I cry about the way he does Yeah, and that's, and that's when we were halfway through. Here's the thing. We talk a lot about what's going on. Like, they're not giving the women a lot of time. And then we then there's that, there's that tweet that goes out where somebody shows the eight-minute punk promo versus, what, 57 furious, seconds. Furious. It's not fair to just assume and say you're doing everything wrong when you don't know the why. Yeah. We don't know right. why that's happening until now. Tony Khan at a press conference, uh, he couldn't give the same time to to both partially. And tell me if I if I have any of this wrong, please, because the Thunder Rosa was a last minute thing. Yeah, he said he had a couple of hours to. He had work a couple of out. hours. Yeah, th- but then uh, also 
that CM Punk is a bigger draw. And so he has to book for the draws, which would then extend to say that he believes that outside of Britt Baker and Jade Cargill, let's be fair. Jade is another one where a lot of people had opinions about her getting the belt when she did. And I think that it was absolutely 100% the right decision. And I think she's oh, doing great with great, it. Like, just like you, you can tell, like some people come in and they are a star. When I watched that, that tag match with Shaq, both of those women were stars, but she in particular felt like, oh, she, how, why has she not been on television over and over and over and over and over again? Yeah. Like, did she just sign three minutes before she walked out on stage? That's all I can Which figure. it kind of turned out it, she did. <laughs> yeah. So then, good. They've been putting her on television. But it would infer that for him, the women are not draws, with, with very few exceptions. And I think we've seen, by and large... That he would prefer to bring in a draw rather than yes. build a draw. He's been very honest about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, yeah, they're not developmental. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not to give him his due, but to be honest, like in the last few weeks, he's been very honest. When they moved the women's match sure. to earlier in the show a couple of weeks ago, it it did bad numbers, so they just pushed him back. The problem yep. is his honesty, as we've established here, reflects what is wrong because he doesn't seem to understand that to build something, you need to invest in it, which you think as a businessman, yeah. which he keeps saying, hey, I'm a businessman. I'm going to put on TV what draws. But you can't build something if you don't invest. You have to speculate to accumulate. You have to put your money into something that you want to grow. And his money here is time. If you want to grow your women's division, you have to give them time. You did it with Brit. You let Brit Fuck up. You let yes. Brit come out, look yes. terrible on the mic. You let Brit have very mediocre matches. You let Brit grow and build into what she is now. And you obviously are into that. So why would you not see the depth of talent that you have and the hunger for that wrestling? Mm -hmm. You see it across on the other channel. And we know you're watching. I know you say you're not watching, but we know that you're watching. If you know it exists and you're a businessman, wouldn't you want a chunk of that market? That's what doesn't make sense to me. His his logical argument is like, hey, I just have to put on what drawers. It's like you've got an unsigned million dollar check in your desk drawer and you just refuse to sign it. You have Ruby Soho, <laughs> you have Tony Storm, you have all of these incredibly talented women. And it's like, well, let's give them 15 minutes so everyone can take a slash before the main event. Yeah, it's like when Punk was like, oh, I found a bunch of checks under my couch that had been yes. like not yeah. cashed. And now I'm trying to like cash them in. And you know who you shouldn't emulate in business? Phil. Uh, my friend Phil. <laughs> Noted young lady says, don't don't follow Phil's lead as a businessman because it's not what he's known for. Uh, but it just that it did piss me off. And I don't want to rag on AEW. I'm there's a bunch of stuff on All Out that looks cool and looks fun. Yes. Uh, yeah. But and I will it be watching. really Great was. Card. I almost put it over. Honestly, I almost put over the people that held him accountable at the presser this week because I think it's important. Mm. And that's why we keep talking about it. We're not shitting on it i'm i'm from my perspective personally i'm holding it accountable because i was promised something and i didn't get it and i i know they have it that's what makes me so mad i know they have it mix the women up move them around you have so much talent and it's nuts to me that you have now just openly publicly said like yeah no i have always said that competition makes everything better and as we have seen obviously part of it was 
because a creepy old man who we all knew was a creepy old man turned out to be provably creepy in a way that shareholders were no longer comfortable with. They were comfortable with the old Imagine creepy. Imagine being too creepy for shareholders. I know. <laughs> the creepiest of people. So that's part of it is that they also own gold themselves. But part of it is also that uh, you know, rising tides lift all boats. The more we always say like, oh, there's so much wrestling, we can't catch all of it. And that's us having champagne problems. And we're mm-hmm. joking about that. But it is also I want people to have different styles of a wrestling TV show that they can watch. That means more people are working. That means everybody is working at their best. That means no one is taking anything for granted. I want that. And I want it to succeed. And I like a lot of the stuff that happens on AEW, but the the holes that they have are like, you know, it's like the hole in the alien of nope, you know? Like it's it's like a, they're like big holes. <laughs> so we gotta we gotta plug them shits up. Happy birthday. No, I and I, I agree with both of you, specifically Lindsay, the idea of holding them to account. That's sort of the operating idea. That was Yeah, there's still a really sad part of me that wants it from them. That's still part of me that is like, but they have it. They have it. It's like going to visit your grandma and being like, I know you have candy in the cupboard. Don't lie to me. Don't say I can have it after dinner and then not give it to me. Get the fucking candy out, Nana. I know it's there. That's personal. I know you have Werther's and I just want I just want the Werther's and those little strawberry things. Give them Look, to as, me. Uh, as much as I may be the heel on the show, as much as I have stopped Not watching AEW just out of like spite, par- partially out of the <laughs> frustration of of the broken promise, and partially out of just being disgusted at the amount of blood I see on the show, e- even I, who was passingly familiar with the major players coming in, had ho- like, hey, I hope that they're good. I love the idea of them promising what was missing from WWE or taking on things that WWE has built and doing them even better. And I don't give a shit who made the promise. Whoever put up the money allowed that promise to be made. Mm -hmm. And that promise is something that I think there are a lot of fans who have felt rightfully marginalized by WWE, marginalized Oof. by the by the internet wrestling community, marginalized just by wrestling in general, were finally going to be validated or seen or supported in some way, saying like, yes, you matter. We are going to create a show that is for everybody, that is for the people who, who like the international styles they don't see, who was hmm. there for... Queer wrestlers, non-binary wrestlers, transgender wrestlers, like we are we are gonna open our doors to everything and we're going to show you all of the amazing diversity in wrestling. And they did not do it, with very few exceptions. It was like 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 Lindsay said, it's like they pulled out the candies, then locked them behind mm-hmm. in an acrylic case <laughs> so you can see that they were there but you can't have them and somebody has swallowed the key and my <laughs> guess is it's the guy who is making all of his decisions on numbers and I get that when you're running a business well numbers and hard drugs so yeah. you know is it possible he snorted the key accidentally was he doing a bump <laughs> off the I key gonna... and he snorted <clears throat> the key he was doing a key somebody said will you do a key and he got he got confused I didn't make the joke, but I was about to make the joke, but then I didn't make the joke. It's very frustrating. And it and it and it tarnishes all of the really great stuff that they're doing. 
and all the really great people that they have. But ultimately, also, wrestling is wrestling. We're all getting worked. And yes. sometimes sometimes that work makes us happy. Sometimes it just makes us feel fooled and, and gullible. It's a snow job, my boy. I have to stop making Elvis references. It's not and I HBO never Max. No, not sponsored, but it's now streaming on HBO it's Max, It's a snow job, my boy. <laughs> it's a snow job, Elvis is going to be it the is... singer on the great stage. It is going to snow, my boy. <laughs> Elvis is over there. I see nothing. I say nothing. Sorry, if you're a wrestling fan and you liked... Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, you're going to love Elvis. <laughs> oh, it, it is every bit as much as a fan fiction. And oh, I my God, it. it's very fan fiction. Oh. It's completely nuts. It's all wrestling. Listen, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm so, every movie that gets released means a bunch of people got to work. Yeah. Yes. If you've got any <laughs> thoughts on the week in wrestling, you can tell us about them on our Facebook group. My boy. Plus, you can hear more about what we thought about wrestling on our Twitter pages, because we'll talk about it there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Find links to those in our show notes. When we come back, we're talking all about the honorary oos. That's up next on Titan Fights. Hal, do you know what I'm constantly sipping on while you guys are recording? I'm going to guess it's a protein drink of some sort so you can stay on brand. You'd be absolutely correct. It's a drink from our friends at Soylent, the complete protein, a deliciously rich and creamy plant-based high-protein nutrition shake with 30 grams of complete plant-based protein, 39 essential nutrients, and zero grams of total sugars. As you prepare for your long weekend, you need to check out Soylent's catalog of meals that come in the forms of squares or drinks. It's all cooking-free and cleanup-free, and it's delivered right to your door. The forbidden door, you say? No, it's just your front door. It's even less forbidden than the wrestling one. Well, that's fantastic. You know, Al, I've got to say, one of the reasons that I have always enjoyed Soylent so much is because usually whenever uh, I I work out, I go in the mornings now because I like to be away from as many people as possible. And when I come back, it's almost time for work to start, and I don't have a ton of time to make a big extensive breakfast like I would normally like to do. So I just grab something from Soylent to give me my nutrition for the morning and get me going and get me ready and do shows like this one. And it's a lot of fun and it makes my life so much easier having them around. That's the point of it, right? Is especially if you're like going to be out all day and you're going to be running errands and stuff, it's very rare that you pack yourself food or that you even grab breakfast on the way out. So what do you wind up doing? You make an unhealthy choice. You get some fast food, something that maybe tastes good for a second and then you're paying for it later. As opposed to Soylent, which tastes good, and is actually good for you and gives you everything you need. You just pack it and go. It's also real food. It's made from plant-based stuff, which I'm always prioritizing. It is also not made of a bunch of powders and weird stuff that, and weird additives they're trying to do to make sure that you get some like odd protein stuff. It's very, very natural stuff, and I always appreciate that. And the only thing better than real food is real food available at a discount. So go to Soylent.com tights and use promo code tights to get 20% off your first order. That's Soylent.com tights and promo code T-I-G-H-T-S for 20% off your first order. Make a smart choice for yourself. Do it for me. Do it for Julian. (laughs) Do it for me. But most of all, do it for the children. Hey there, I'm Ellen Weatherford. And I'm Christian Weatherford. And we've got big feelings about animals that we just got to share. On Just the Zoo of Us, your new favorite animal review podcast. We're here to critically evaluate how each animal excels and how it doesn't. Rating them out of 10 on their effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics. Guest experts give you their takes informed by actual, real-life experiences studying and working with very cool animals like sharks, cheetahs, and sea turtles. It's a field trip to the zoo for your ears. 
So if you or your kids have ever wondered if a pigeon can count, why sloths move so slow, or how a spider sees the world, find out with us every Wednesday on Just the Zoo of Us in its natural habitat on MaximumFun.org. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. And now, it's time to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to... Anal bleeding. Whoa! Holy shit! WWE Dynamite. I love Kate! On a hard fart victory. Live, Hal. What? I'll have to find a Sami Zayn quote one day. For yes. That. <laughs> yeah. Sami Zayn has been with the WWE for almost 10 years now. He's won titles. He's had great matches. And he's now involved with the most high-profile stable in the company. We all got to see Sami Zayn as part of the group of NXT guys who were around when the brand debuted on the WWE Network. And I remember in those early days, like, I feel like he wasn't on the mic a lot, but he was the guy who always came up short. Yes. And his matches were outstanding. Mm-hmm. Like athlete, he doesn't look like he should be that athletic, and yet the way he moves and the matches he delivered, like it was a match. It was him, Tyler Breeze, and Neville, and I can't <laughs> remember the the fourth person, but it was a fatal four way. It was such a good match with all the people, and you like this was his time. It was his. He had that really great feud with Neville, where Neville mm-hmm. started to like went from being a babyface to cheating in order to keep the title away from him. It was so good, like just outstanding storyteller and athlete. Oh, Tyson Kidd, thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tyson Kidd. Um, Tyson Kidd. We we love we loves him. He helps coach the women. He is amazing. Sammy's thing has always been that he is the eternal underdog. You've actually gone so far as to create this false narrative about me as if somehow in the 10 months that I was out recovering from shoulder surgery that I became a bitter person. Well, let me just squash that for you right now. I am not bitter. I am the exact opposite of bitter. I am jubilant. And for a while, that was just because of his booking. And that was kind of a thing that we put on him. And then they began to embrace it. And then when he turned heel, they did the inverse of it where, oh, he's not the underdog. He plays the eternal victim. He's the underdog from the underground, baby. Baby! I love Sammy. I remember El Generico. Not maybe necessarily the greatest gimmick when looking back on it. A lot of people have a lot of affection for that gimmick. But also, like, look... I ain't Latin. I can't speak on this, but I could see why people would be like, fucking no. But also, he, he just as a human, you know, he does Sammy for Syria. He fucking never does any of those blood money things, which I don't think he's allowed to, but um, <laughs> he like never participates in that. And when he does participate in a show that he like isn't super into, he like donates his salary. Dude is is a very stand-up person who, like, believes in what he believes in and knows he has this platform just, like, as a human. All I can add is I am fully obsessed with Sami Zayn. Mm. Uh, I have been since NXT. I, If you want to go back, 
it's wild when you look at him now how different he looks. So if you go back to 2014, oh watch NXT Arrival, he had a match with Cesaro. It's incredible. I cannot recommend it enough as a match to see two, those two men just on top, just doing the best work. And they both look like gods. Like Sammy mm. has that short hair. He's super ripped. He's like movie star handsome. Oh, the short uh, beard. And obviously mm. like still a handsome man, still a handsome man. I'll stand by it. But the the difference between how he looked then and the shape he was in and, and how he was at NXT versus how he is now. And the thing that I find so fascinating about him it's taking out the El Generico of it all, who of course went to Tijuana to work at the orphanage um, and oh, then and according to Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. died in a fire. But he saved all the orphans. He saved all the orphans, but Kevin Owens did canonically say that El Generico died in a fire. So we're not going to see him again. Uh, it's done. It's fine. Um, but the thing that I find so fascinating about Sammy's character is it's only ever been an evolution of what it is. Mm. You know, like mm. he starts in his uh, Harrington jacket, his flat cap, skanking down to the ring and then when he starts to turn heel all they do is turn that up a tiny bit at a time Mm -hmm. and then again and again until you get to conspiracy theory sammy Mm -hmm. and you, you just keep turning it up and you keep growing out the hair until you just become this unhinged <laughs> character that we have now who is latched on to to roman and the usos because he's looking for somewhere to belong. And it just is, it is a straight line. It is a straight line. And it is never not his best work. I just think he is remarkable as both a wrestler, as Kevin Owens said this week, you are one of the best ever in the ring. You're one of the all-time best to do it. I'm genuinely sad to see that you have forgotten the fact that you are absolutely one of the greatest in-ring performers of all time, all time. And now you're reduced to being the Bloodline's personal clown. And he really is. You go back and watch that TakeOver match, that NXT Arrival, mm-hmm. which was NXT's first ever live event on the network. Mm-hmm. You go watch that. He is one of the best to do it. But to also be able to play the character work that he does to make everything he does feel believable, even to have to work with the fucking Pauls, you know, like... He did it, mm. and he, he served it up on a plate, and he did a great job of it. But he's still, like you say, the greatest human, like still a very, very good man. He has raised so much money. He has put together those uh, mobile uh, medical facilities in Syria. Yeah. Like He is a great person. The Kevin Owens stories, which I think might be from dinner for three or table for three. There's table for three, called. and yes. there's a, um, he, tells- he did an art of wrestling where he talks about their friendship, and it is hilarious. Yeah, like just just what a bizarre duty is i i do want to you know we talked a little bit about his nxt run mm-hmm. i do think we should play that original theme music can we can we blast that julian we bump it as the kids say Skanky. I can't skank it. Skanking. Pick it up. He's a skanky baby. Sure, skanking. I'm skanking. I'm doing it, Mom. I'm skanking. <laughs> I do feel bad that his current music does not have nearly as much character as that. It's just, not enough that's skank. good. It's evil. Not you enough took, like, skank. For a while, he would come out and skank harder. That yes, and that's when move. you could see that was the heel move. They just turned him up by like seven percent. it more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and take credit for that because I said on the podcast if they ever turn heel, 
don't go back. This is probably a million episodes ago. But I was like, <laughs> they should turn him heel. And then you just take his dancing from being fun Sammy dancing to heel dancing. Just and they did it. And, and literally, like, the next week, we all cheered. I was like, I was right. I did it. Yeah. I know wrestling. No, and, like, better <laughs> to give you credit than the um, story that I heard Sammy tell on a podcast where he... That Vince told him, the man, he who shall not be named, Voldemort of WWE, said, we're going to turn you heel. And he was like, well, how are we going to do it? And he was like, you're just going to be you, but more you. And he was like, well, how does that work? And I believe Vince said something like, well, nobody likes you. So like, you just wow. do that. Wow. You don't know what a barista is, my dude. Like, how yeah, you right? Hmm. My understanding is that he was like, just do what you're doing because you're really annoying. But do more of it. Wow. Uh, and he was like, right, you are, boss. Uh, just went out <laughs> and did it. And you're like, not wrong in that instance. Not wrong. I have everything you ever hear the Kevin Owens stuff too as well where he said that like they're like oh how did you beat how did you become best friends he's like he was just always there and I didn't have a choice Uh, which is how they became best friends and I love that I love that that it was just the persistence of Sami Zayn uh, that that made that brotherhood happen he was a great fit for the intercontinental championship oh my god he's like made for it It was such a good i mean even even outside of all the great conspiracy theory stuff that he was doing at that time just he's the kind of you know the intercontinental title was the workers belt and he's the ultimate Mm -hmm. worker so that is the exact belt he should have and now the, the the dynamic of him within the bloodline where was it Jay hates him, but Jimmy's fine with him? <laughs> yeah. And Roman, like, like Jimmy Roman's... was so likes me. Jay, we're working on it. Like, it's, yeah. it's great. It's uh, great. Roman is uh, is manipulating him to do things, but also using him to manipulate the Usos. Yep. Then yep. Kevin Owens is is out there trying to like take a torch to him and break him out of the thuggy cult. Well, and Kevin recognizes it because he's doing to Roman what he did to Kevin. Because if I just hang around long enough, we'll be best friends. Yeah, obviously that promo that he, that that, uh, uh, backstage thing he did where the Usos are trying so hard not to laugh um, and they're like so he's like no no i'll just i'll just dance at him i'll get in his head and like, they're trying so hard not to giggle and giggle and giggle the master strategist sammy Zay, that's what i do that's what you do. i guess i get in people's head i make myself comfortable in there i'm throwing down a blanket i'm having a picnic i'm doing a little dance he can't that's the dance you do. That's, i'm in his head doing the dance yeah right he's, he's right. gonna be he won't know what's what him being the Owen Hart of the bloodline. Um, mm-hmm. And then, except uh, per- an actual person of color, just not someone. And then that moment this week of Kevin Owens basically being like, remember who you are? Remember that you're dope and you're not a sycophant? And it's not for you to be this? Because fight forever, friend forever, fight forever, friend forever. They can do both. Or they can do either, but they can't do neither. That's just who they are. And Mm -hmm. for Kevin to come out and be like, yo, you and me have history. You understand how good you are. You're too good to do what you're doing right now to be like kissing someone's ass. And like just the way. You know what I want to see? Sorry. Something just occurred to me and I want it so bad. I want it so bad. Tell me. I want Kevin to wrestle Roman. I want the Usos to interfere so that Kevin loses. Then I want 
Kevin to stand up to the Usos at the end of the match and I want the Usos to bring Sami Zayn in and be like, deal with your boy. Uh-huh. And then Sami has uh-huh. to decide between his friends or his new friends. Yep. And he sides with Kevin and then Kevin and Sami get the Usos tag belts and that's uh-huh. how we get there. That's, that's what how I want. we get there. You're right. You are 100% right. I want it so right. bad. And you should say I it. I want it so bad. And we got a preview of it this week <laughs> with Sami in the chair, which again was a callback to another moment of Sami having to decide who he really is. So we get mm-hmm. to see real Sammy this week where he's got the chair and is like, do it, Oos, do it, Oos. And he's like, oh, I don't, but that's my boy. We're from Montreal. We speak French. Like, <laughs> so they have like that Aww. moment. Aww. <laughs> Lindsay, you are right and you should say it. Sorry, I want it yeah. so bad. I can't keep it inside. And it doesn't it make Rome, it doesn't make uh, Kevin look weak if he loses to Roman that way. And they've been building Kevin saying, I'm the prize fighter and I want Roman, I want him. And like, give him and let him lose yep. that way and then let it take that turn. Uh, and I would watch, I would watch Sammy and Kevin wrestle the Usos all the live long day. Oh, God. All the live long day. You think how good that would be? Oof. Yeah. Oof. That'd be amazing. I, I, it's, and it seems plausible. It certainly seems plausible. I want it. We asked, as we always do, the Nation of Conversation for their thoughts on Sami Zayn. Harper on Facebook says, Sami will always be their favorite performer. Quote, he just gets the storytelling part of wrestling in a way that is so rare and valuable in a company and knows how to show that both in the ring and on the mic. Sami Zayn is maybe the biggest reason that I first became and still am such a fan of the love story that is pro wrestling. Love that. MJ Schneiderman on Twitter says, In 2017, I remember arguing passionately to friends that turning Zayn heel would be an act of pure insanity. And that being wrong about that shows how Sami Zayn understands wrestling Mm. storytelling better than almost anyone currently working. And finally, Steven says, It is easy to look at something like the jackass match with Mm. Johnny Knoxville and say that shouldn't have worked, Mm. but that was one of the best moments of WrestleMania. Mm. And Sami is essentially the only wrestling talent in that match pulling the whole thing off. Look, you better tell it. It's true. (laughs) I mean, he did. He did what nobody thought anybody could do. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a fun time to be a Sami Zayn fan, and if you want to shower him with more love, please go to our Facebook and Twitter pages using the links in our show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling that we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. I'm a psychic. My name is Psychic Carrie. I'm Ross. Oh, what a pleasure to meet you. Of course, I knew your name was Ross, as I'm a psychic. But please, take a seat. Well, I was hoping we could talk about about my my podcast. podcast. Yes, I know. It's called Oh No, Ross and Carrie. Yes. We investigate from Uh science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal. paranormal. You you took the words right out of my mouth. Yes. This whole podcast, it sounds like it's been a real challenge for you lately. Actually, it's a lot of fun. Yes, exactly. Because it's so fun. I don't know how you do it. This will be $75. Okay, that seems fair. Oh no, Ross and Carrie. At MaximumFun.org. You knew it was a .org. I have a gift. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Gelk. This week, we're going to share some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Watch my three count. Danielle, what do you want to put over? 
There is a, a kid on TikTok and it is this kid at like one of those Benihana style restaurants and they are very tiny wearing a real sized Undertaker mask looking like tiny Mike Myers. In the background, all of a sudden, like you can hear the dings that are obviously have been put in in editing. And when the hibachi chef makes the fire start, all of a sudden the kid's doing all the Undertaker stuff and it's so cute and amazing. But my favorite part is that like, that kid's obviously there with their family. You can see another family, or maybe it's like a just a bunch of a group of friends in the back kind of behind them. Also kids, not as young, but probably like teenagers who get really psyched because they kind of have an idea of what they're like, oh, okay, I get what they're doing. And so then in the end, this little kid is surrounded by all of these teenagers who are like chanting Undertaker, clap, 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 clap. And it's so cute. This is when wrestling is good. It brought together because it's very obvious that like these groups of folks like did not know each other. They're at like different tables, like whatever. But the love of wrestling brought them all together. And I don't know, man, fucking uh, uh, kumbaya, light a fucking candle. You know, uh, uh, we're all one people. I don't give a shit. But it's amazing. And I, I really loved it. It was super cute. Lindsay, what would you like to put over today? I want to put this over because I can't stop thinking about it. And I don't necessarily think that might be a good thing. I don't know, but I cannot stop thinking about it. One match I did not care about at Clash in the Castle was Seth Rollins, Matt Riddle. Like, I just didn't care. I'm mm. like, whatever. It's a filler match. Keep those two busy. You know, Riddle's been riding high after his RK Bro stuff. And uh, Seth always should have something to do because he's fucking fantastic. I just didn't care. Then they cut a promo on each other on Raw this week. <laughs> right? Those wrestle boys went there. They have dragged their personal lives all the way into this. Mm. And the way they turned me around from seeing the staged fight in the parking lot where three referees just so happened to be on hand uh, <laughs> to separate them. And the, and the way that they filmed it as though it was just some person happened to film it from the roof. We're like, whoa, they're going to fight. And then like a lot of officials happened to be there and the filming quality was very good. Uh, I'm like, no, I'm not having this. This is bullshit. I don't like it. This is they know that they need to build this somehow because we don't care. And then they did know. By the end of the show, it turns out they did know. They went after their personal lives. They went after their wives mm. and their children. Mm -hmm. And I am now desperate to see that match. I want to see these two grown men kill each other. You talk about my family, man. Let's talk about your family. Oh, wait, you ain't got one because your wife divorced you and took your kids and they don't want to see your bitch ass anymore, huh? What did you just say? Yeah, you heard me. Where you are heard you? me, bitch. Where are you? I'm here. Come find me. Dude, you don't get I'm not going to beat you up. I'm oh, going to oh, you up, bro. Where the oh, are you? All right, Where are on. you? Come find Where me, Where is bitch. he? Come Where on. are you? I don't like him. I think he's a bad person. I want to see Seth murder him to death. I don't know if that's going to happen. I really don't know. Uh, yeah. But I'm pumped for the match now. <laughs> so even though it's something I feel weird about, I can't stop thinking about it, which is why I have to put it over because it's just another example of how everyone's at the top of their game right now. Somebody recently posted an update. All these wrestlers from the Attitude Era, mm. what they're doing now. It's just a list. Mm -hmm. this is, here's where they all are. It's just a way to, you know, like a lot of a lot of those things, it causes you to like sit and contemplate, oh, wow, let's think about who they were versus who they've become mm -hmm. and how that matches up and what's kind of cool about it. 
and then somebody had the brilliant ideas as as the, the best version of the hive mind does <laughs> of like we should set this to music and make it like like the ending credits of a film and so uh a a twitter user <laughs> by the name of mecca mercy hmm. well that's their name mercy buzzard 13 did exactly that <laughs> and set it to walk of life <laughs> by dire straits uh, with complete with photos and it's it's just perfect it's such a perfect like the images chosen are great and it's such a fun reflection on where some of these people are we'll link to it but all you would get from from a clip would just be part of walk of life which is a very good song but, <laughs> but we don't we don't it. need to hear it here you know how it goes do 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 you know it's that <laughs> so anyway check that out and it'll just, it warms your soul. Mm. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Daniel Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin. You can find me on social media at Hal Lublin. I have stuff like I can sort of talk about, but I feel like it'll create more questions that I won't be able to answer. Mm. So I'm just going to hold off for now. But uh, I'm real excited to talk about it soon. I'll put I it that way. But cannot for wait. stuff I'm doing, go to at Hal Lublin. I'll tell you off air. Ooh, I'll give you I'll give you. you the little information that I can. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, as for me, if you ever want to see what I'm doing, I'm at Danielle Radford on Twitter. I try to plug all of my things. I was on the G4 Twitch. Vanessa Guerrero, who is dope as fuck but she is one of the creative i think she's like the creative producer for g4 amazing wonderful hilarious you've seen her on various fandom screen junkies things so she has for g4 basically like this show called full screen attack because she knows she's one of the producers of attack of the show which is essentially like staff picks for different movies that you should find or you should check out And so she curates every week, like here's like a topic or a genre or something, and then builds a whole kind of podcasting thing around it. So I was just on that. I think that you can find that on their YouTube. You can probably find that on their Twitch. Either way, you should check those out because um, Vanessa is, if you love movies, she is a horror babe. She is an action movie babe. And that is like right in our thing. We talk about The Princess which is surprisingly, it's it's on Hulu, a really fun movie that um, I called, it's basically uh, um, Reverse the Raid, but with Joey King uh, as a princess who's trying to escape the castle and like save herself. Um, I believe I referred to it as Princess Die Hard. So um, go check that out. It is actually really fun. If you have 90 minutes, um, you know, it's not like the best movie you'll ever see, but if you like 90 minutes of ass kicking and Mortal Kombat fucking-esque fights, go check it out and then go uh, listen to or watch the podcast. I got books. I got books to put over and I am on the social medias at Lindsay Hilk everywhere uh, procrastinating horribly. So please come and see me Um, and I'll tell you more about those books because if you don't buy them, I can't live. That's it. Our producer is the G-Pun Climax Julian Burrell. Senior (laughs) producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. <laughs> keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels, which you can find in the show notes. That's also where you can find the official Heights and Fights t-shirt. Woo! Put us on your body tonight. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Heights and Fights Podcast.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.